Are you new to blogging or you're already blogging, but you're interested in learning more about blogging trends that you might be seeing in 2023? If so, then stick around because my guest is going to be talking all things blogging. Hey, podcast listeners, Jen here. Are you struggling with marketing your business, feeling overwhelmed by the demands and unsure of how to attract your ideal clients? Well, we've got the solution for you. Introducing our second annual Creative Marketing Summit, a virtual event happening from February 13th through the 15th in 2024. Join us as we bring together industry experts who will share their invaluable insights and actionable strategies to help you transform your marketing game. Whether you're a business owner or a female entrepreneur in the service industry, this summit is your ticket to success. And thanks to our premier sponsor, Tailwind, it's 100% free. So mark your calendars for February 13th through the 15th in 2024 and go sign up right now at creativemarketingsummit.com or click the link in the show notes. Welcome back to Marketing Strategy Academy podcast, where we help female entrepreneurs go from marketing overwhelm to an easy streamlined strategy and system that includes Pinterest and repurposing content to grow their businesses when they have very little time. I'm your host, Jen Vasquez. Let's jump right into it. Welcome back. If you're new here, I'm Jen Vasquez, a mar Pinterest marketing strategist who brings in marketing experts on all marketing subjects so that you can take action and grow your business. If that sounds something like you'd like to listen to on an ongoing basis, we are definitely recommending that you subscribe so you can listen or watch this every time a new interview comes out, which is pretty much every week. Today, I am so excited to be chatting with Tara Reed. She is a Canadian-based, multi-passionate entrepreneur who works to support introverted VAs and online service providers so that they can develop an authentic marketing and sales strategy. Since 2007, Tara has built her online business to serve women who are looking to grow freedom-centered businesses. To date, she has led more than 6,000 creatives to more sustainable business strategies through her programs like the Freelancer Society and Searches to Leads Accelerator, along with her membership, the Introvertpreneur Club. Tara is the host of her own show, Introvertpreneur. Now in its third year, she has also been featured on shows like the Ambitious Introvert Podcast and the Quiet Powerhouse Podcast, along with speaking at Uplevel Your Biz Summits, Systems Over Stress, and Profitable Course Creator Summit, among others. Welcome, Tara. So glad to have you here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I was really excited to bring you on to talk about blogging because it is so important for your business. If you haven't yet started blogging, you should. And I'm excited to have Tara help us all about blogging. But first, I definitely like to start with all of my interviews talking about sort of how you got to the business that you're in today. Like what was that trajectory? I started my first business um, 17 years ago. It was a handmade jewelry business. And through growing that business, I found that people were coming to me and asking me for help about 
SEO because that SEO search engine optimization is something that I just loved naturally, which I know a lot of people aren't the same way. <laughs> so not um, at all, Tara, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> yes. Most, most people hear SEO and they're like, oh no, I too confusing, too overwhelming, um, too many things to think about. Um, but for me, it was almost like a second language when, once I dived in and learned it. So I got, started getting people coming to me for help about, um, you know, how can I optimize my page? How can I get organic traffic? How can I rank in Google? And that kind of shifted me into services. So I ended up selling my first business, my jewelry business and going all in on services. And then I shifted to more of a coach, um, which for me, because I'm a huge introvert was a little bit of a mindset thing that I had to work through. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. who am I to be coaching or have a podcast? Like I, I hate speaking <laughs> to people, but, um, it actually worked out really well. And I think one of the things that I always go back to is about blogging content creation and SEO and how they can all work together to help you grow your business. So I've been really focusing in on that for the last, I'd say five years through the introvertpreneur club, because I always say like, if, if you're an introvert and you hate showing up on video or social media, blogging is, is the perfect method for you to get into. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I'm a very extroverted person, but I, I sometimes people say that I'm an extroverted introvert because I'm on, on, on. And then I need to like crash and be by myself for a while. <laughs> it's like too much. <laughs> um, so what exactly is it that you love about blogging? Oh, so many things. I know. <laughs> Let's talk about blogging for your business. Cause the majority of my listeners are female service-based business owners. So in terms of blogging, what do you love about it for your business? I think blogging is probably the best way to grow your business. It's, it's a long-term strategy. So it's not like social media where you're like getting this instant gratification of like, 20 likes on a post, it's more of a long-term strategy, but I would say that's good because it results in long-term results. Um, so the return on your time investment for each blog post is so beneficial and so worthwhile. And it really helps you attract and bring in the people who are looking for what you do. And, um, I mean, the, the leads and the traffic that you get from somebody searching and landing on your site is so much warmer than somebody just happen, happening to scroll their Instagram feed and seeing a post that maybe interests them a little bit. Um, these are people who are actually searching for what you can help them with. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I feel like um, there's almost, almost an implied trust when someone types a question or things that they're searching for into Google and your content comes up because people trust what Google is putting up to them, right? So that's kind of a cool thing to get to, to shortcut part of that no like and trust um, to get to that blog post. And caveat, I will say that Pinterest, because I always come from a Pinterest perspective, <laughs> Pinterest with blogging is like such a sweet combination to get you 10 times more views than Google alone would get. So mm -hmm. definitely 
consider that. Um, not you, but yeah, my, my top two traffic sources for uh, probably forever has always been Google search Pinterest. (laughs) I know. And I personally spend a whole lot more time on Instagram and yet Pinterest is always by far the leader when it comes to, uh, traffic. So Mm -hmm. let's get back on to, I had a little side moment here, but what would you say this past year has taught us about blogging? So I think this year is kind of the year of the AI. I think you think um, uh, ChatGPT is like <laughs> I'm so excited about it right now. <laughs> yes, yeah, and I've I've been doing um, a lot of testing and like playing around with all the different tools, and so I think blogging has become it. It should have become a lot easier for people to dig into, um, but I think with all the AI tools out there, it's important to know that it's going to help you create content, but you still want to share your own voice. You still need to add your personality to the words, your values, your thought process, because just copying and pasting, that's, that's not going to get you results. You also want to optimize it. Um, That's really how it's going to rank. (laughs) You need to do the keyword research. Um, But I think AI has really changing the game and it's just one more excuse knocked out from people who say, I don't have time to blog. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I would agree because I think that, um, AI, which is so amazing, but if you don't take that next step of infusing it with your brand voice and your opinion and your values, like you said, Google knows it's not Mm going to rank like Google is way smarter than we ever give it credit for. And so part of it is I like to use um, all of the different things. Right now I'm using ChatGPT a lot because it's free at the moment, um, but I have it come up with sort of an outline and then I go in and write about each of the points so that they're telling me what's searchable as well, but then I'm putting in all of my content for that. And then I come up with my own SEO, but then I also ask it to create SEO for that outline. And then it gives me even more ideas that I maybe didn't think about. So I always look at all of this AI for blogging as a shortcut, but you still Mm -hmm. have to do the work. I, if you want to be, get found, you still have to do the work to make it be able to rank the best. Yeah. You still, and and you still have to know your audience because I mean, you, you, you won't know what to ask an AI to help you with unless you really... Yeah, that's the other thing that I always talk about with ChatGPT is that you, it's only as good as what you put into it. So like Mm -hmm. when I first started using it, I'm like, write me a blog on this. And then it was like, not at all kind of what I wanted. So then I said, this is my ideal client, write a post about that ideal client. And then I got so much better content. You know, Mm -hmm. if you have crap going in, crap's going to (laughs) come I mean, it is what it is, right? You, It is not a click and boom, your blog's done, in my mm-hmm. opinion, if you want to have the best blog. Um, okay, so from you as an expert, what are some strategies for coming up with ideas for blog posts? Well, for me, because I love SEO so much, like I, I do keyword research for fun sometimes. Um, for me, I always recommend starting with Um, keyword research, competitor research. And once you have a list of keywords, then you can use that to start generating content ideas. 
Um, I think that's the easiest starting point because then you know the content that you're writing, it's already being targeted for keywords that are good. Like they have search volume, but they're not too competitive. Yes. So you're already starting off on the on the right foot with the content idea. That's great. I think um, another way, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I think another way is um, for service providers in particular, you're going to get a ton of questions from people, mm -hmm. whether it's social media or Facebook or wherever you are. And taking those questions and writing a blog post about it not only gives you immediate information that you can share a link with someone, like I have a whole link in my notes on my cell phone. So <laughs> if someone asks a question, I can send the link and not have to, to like describe it from beginning to end right there. Um, and then also, I think what I've experimented with with, um, with regards to SEO is I look in Google Analytics to see what my top 10 posts are. And then I see how I can take that post and write something different or maybe make that blog post more beefy with more information or maybe even take a totally alternative look at that. Um, mm -hmm. do, you, or do you use those types of things also? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I always look at... Um top, my top 10 blog posts per month. Um, and then usually every quarter I'll go back and look, um, like which ones were in the top consistently. And then those are ones that I want to go back in and look at, maybe make some updates, tweaks, add more links to think. Cause I'm also big on oh, affiliate marketing. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Making I some passive heard. income from the blog posts is, it's is almost beautiful. Easier to go, I feel it's almost easier to go in after you have a blog and it does well to add links from a link perspective rather than like when I'm writing it, I'm not good at remembering all these things to enter. But if I read it again down the road, it pops up in my head like, duh, how come I didn't put this affiliate link in there? Yeah, yeah. And especially for service providers who like, if you're sharing what you do, like you're probably talking about the tools that you use and they probably have an affiliate program. So why not just drop that link in there as an affiliate link instead of just a regular link and who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. What, um, what strategies can you share uh, for tips for someone who's just getting started on blogging. I have a number of people in my program that that just joined my Pinterest program who are just getting started with blogging. So I know they'll love this information. <laughs> I think probably the the biggest thing I would start with is just dedicating a like a block of time. It could be an hour, it could be two hours, um, and just doing research, brainstorming content ideas, and just create a bank of blog post titles or topics that you want to write about so that then when you get into writing mode, you have these ideas already there and then you can just sit down and write. That really works for me is when, like, I think right now I have like 200 <laughs> in a list <laughs> that I need to write. I have like literally 32, but I did that <laughs> at the end of last year. I sat down and wrote all of the questions that I had from, from clients, all the, um, blog posts that were popular and then came up with like all of those sort of titles to go into the year with, because I struggle with writing. And so sometimes it's easier, like you just said, to have a bank of all of those sort of 
topics that I've looked at and are good in terms of mm -hmm. SEO, right? So we're not wasting time. Um, and it, when I go to write, it's so much easier than having to come up with what to write and then to write. Like, it's just so much easier to mm -hmm. pick a title I'm interested in and then just go ahead and, and start writing about that. Yeah. Sometimes I'll even go into the list and I'll, I'll go through and I'll like batch 10 outlines where I'm like, here's what I want to talk about, like all the headings. And then that makes it much easier to actually write instead of looking at a blank screen. Oh, that's really good. Any other tips for someone getting started? Um, I think like when we talked about AI, I think a lot of AI tools, like I, I still really love Jasper. It's yep. I I've signed up for a few other ones as, um, lifetime deals from AppSumo that I was hoping I could get rid of Jasper, but Jasper's still my favorite. Um, but I think most of them have a tool where you put in like what your service or what your product is describe it in a few sentences, and then it will give you some blog post content ideas. And usually they're pretty good. Um, you may have to tweak them or like optimize the titles for keywords, but usually it really starts to give you some ideas to work off of. Yeah. And I, I do know too, that all the AI tools don't have like current information. So I think it, as you mentioned earlier, it's really important to, as a new blogger, to go into your SEO tools and you can use the free tool in Google analytics. Like there's no, mm -hmm. you can use the free tools, um, but finding out what is highly searched and low to medium in terms of con uh, competition, because mm -hmm. if oftentimes the things that are given to us by AI may not actually rank right now, for whatever mm -hmm. reason. So yeah, they might be way too generic of terms. Generic or even older, right? So mm -hmm. if you take what their recommendations are and then put it in to find out sort of what that competition is, I just think that you'll be writing things that are gonna be quicker to give you a return on your time investment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think one other thing I'll share too that um, is usually even better for doing keyword research is plugging in some of your competitors sites and getting a list of keywords that they're ranking for, because that's usually where I find keywords that Ooh, have high volume, good. low difficulty, but are ones that I never would have thought of. Um, so yeah, do your competitor research too, and peek on what your competitors are ranking for. Cause you'll, you'll probably find some good keywords that you wouldn't have thought of, or that wouldn't have come up if you're just typing in how, how you would search for things. So that's, that's always a good idea. What do you think are some current trends that will probably continue into 2023? Um, so I think with, with this year too, I think with Google in, in particular, they're looking at quality of content. Um, like I know years ago, it used to be like, oh, you need longer content, the better, yes. like you have to have a 2000 word blog post and they're getting smarter now where they're like, people don't want this. If it's just a 2000 word blog post, just to make it 2000 words, that's not really helpful for people. They're not going to read the whole thing. They're dropping off because it's full of fluff. Um, so I think as long as you're focusing on quality content um, over quantity or length, um, I think that's a really big shift that is happening right now too, with, with search, with what search engines are looking for in terms of content and even just the user. I mean, I, I will not read a post that's 
that long or fluffy. Like I want answers now. <laughs> I, you're totally right. I want answers. And then if I want to go deeper, I'll finish the blog. Like I give me some actionable, like I always feel like people write to write and at least in business, you definitely want to be able to write in a way that gives your reader and potential client a quick win, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are so scared about giving out information that is behind a paid wall, but you can give little nuggets that is not going to give away your whole strategy by giving them like a quick win of some sort. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that people struggle with that because I'm big on email marketing too. I think that works perfectly. Getting people from my blog into uh, my email list, which is where I really build the community and nurture. Um, I think people struggle with that in terms of like free lead magnets. They're like, what can I give away for free? That's not giving away everything, but is still quality and giving people who sign up for it, um, what they need to, to move forward. And yeah, I, I feel like that's something that we can take from our content. Like, even if you have a really big blog post that covers a lot of stuff, like break it, you can break it up. That will, you don't have to keep it as like a massive blog post that is maybe overwhelming or too confusing because you cover so many things. Um, you can break it up, make it like a series and have lead to the next post in the post. And because that's good for Google too. The more people that don't bounce after coming just to one post is great. So break it up, add internal links to other relevant posts, have related posts at the bottom, like whatever you can do to keep people engaged and reading and learning. Um, and taking action, be... taking yes. action, taking action. <laughs> yeah. I, I like to have a big juicy blog. The ultimate Pinterest guide for beginners is one of my blogs. <laughs> and then I like to take each of those different topics and then do short little sweet blogs. Again, like you said, that lead to that next step. That way I'm kind of covering all my bases. Um, mm-hmm. But as a new person, yeah, just start with those little things. And then you can do this big roundup post with all of those step one, tip two, tip three kind of things. Um, What are some top trends and strategies that we should lean into maybe if we were a new business? I, I think the biggest thing, and I don't know if this is necessarily a trend, but it's something that I think we should focus more on is like building community. So yeah, we're blogging, we're sharing content that's helpful and and giving people wins but what's the next step like what what do we want them to do after that do we want them to get on our email list do we want them to buy a program sign up for our services book a call like we always want to think about the next step and how we can nurture people because i mean even though you're if somebody is searching a targeted search on google they go to your blog because it's coming up on the first page um, and read and they're like, oh, this is awesome. Make it as easy as possible for them to take the next step. And that's why I really love email is because most people aren't going to just jump to, okay, I read this blog post. It was helpful. Um, maybe I clicked on their services page. Now I'm going to book a call. They might not. Some people will. I mean, I'm a very impulsive person with that. I was just going to say, <laughs> that's me. I'm going to take action right now. But the majority mm-hmm. of the public they want to get to know you more, like build that know, like, and trust factor. So 
usually that's going to be getting them on your email list and really focusing on that as like a secondary method um, for nurturing them. And that's why blogging is perfect because you can repurpose those blog posts into email newsletters. Um, and basically you're talking about the same thing, but I think it's tr like, I always come back to like with social media where people have to see something. I think they now say it's like 18 times. I know it used to be seven and now it's like 18 to 20. I know it's I know. crazy. <laughs> I'm totally not that person. If I see something <laughs> once, maybe twice, and I'm like, I'm, I'm either oh, well, in or I'm out. <laughs> I need to go check it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think sometimes, especially if it's a topic, if like, like your service is something that you have to spread awareness about first. Like I, I feel like with SEO, for example, like if I'm offering SEO services, a lot of people find that boring. They don't find it exciting. They don't really understand why it's important or what's the real benefit of the investment. So I, so we need to kind of build that community to spread that awareness and before they'll be ready for the next step, whatever that is for you. Exactly. Um, I would love for you to share three different blogging trends that you think will really be big in 2023. First, of course, AI <laughs> um, for helping you write, not doing the writing for you, um, but helping you write, helping you come up with content ideas. Um, I think a big one is going to be writing semi-personal content. So I, I find a lot of content that I've been consuming lately for in terms of blog posts is like sharing behind the scenes, like client case studies, um, sharing how like I, I just read really and I think I actually saved it because I want to go back to it. It's like um, what exactly happened in my 40K launch? Like they went through their entire launch plan. I was like, this is so amazing. I want to refer back to this. Um, I even signed up for their freebie too. Um, so I think ways that you can create helpful content, like the how-to content is great. People are searching for that, but also content that actually shows the results and your specific service, your specific business. And people love case studies. They love to see the real actionable um, details and results that you've been able to do. So even like you're a website designer, client showcase blog posts, like something that ties in what you do exactly with actual results and actual clients, I think is going to be huge. I think um, I agree with you on everything you just said. And I think also what is more interesting to me, and it's the exact same line that you're talking about, about getting semi-personal, um, the blogs that suck me in to read the whole thing are the ones that say like why they found this helpful or um, if they're giving advice on something, what where they were before and where they are now because of X, Y, Z, one, two, three. Like it, mm -hmm. the blog posts that are, especially with AI now, the blog posts that are more personal into why they're effective and why you should do it are the ones that I tend to buy in more quickly. So with AI going everywhere, I think it's super helpful for everyone to make sure that they have, like you mentioned, their voice, their brand, um, and a little bit about their your own transformation or maybe a client transformation, which is semi 
um, like a case study, but I wanted to, I feel like those are the ones that give me more belief in what someone's saying or more buy-in or more trust that what they're going to say is going to be helpful because they went from A to Z or a client went from A to Z. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, I think one other thing I, I will say too, is like looking back at my most popular posts, um, ones that give a lot of like links or resources. Um, so my most popular posts, I think probably the top one for the last like two years <laughs> is where I rounded up a list of, I can't remember how many, um, Facebook groups for virtual assistants. And that post is so popular. You, well, also, I feel like you connected the content that you put together in that roundup for the struggles that your actual ideal clients are having. How amazing is that? Yeah. That's Cause really I, I, I found, I think I actually created that post because at the time I, I just did a cleanup, but I was in like 300 Facebook groups <laughs> and I was like, this is insane. I need to do a cleanup. So as I was doing the cleanup, I was like, I'm going to make a list of the best ones that are like the most helpful, the most engaging, the most active, the most, um, the ones where there's the, the best like job opportunities posted for, for virtual assistants and freelancers. And then I just put that into a blog post. And then at the end, I tied it into my free challenge for virtual assistants and um, my free template bundle for virtual assistants. So it leads into my offers, a free and a paid offer. But then the content itself is like, people want that. They're, they're looking for Facebook groups that are vetted that, so they don't need to join like 300. <laughs> yeah. And I also, it's so smart what you just said, and I don't want to overlook it. Um, A lot of people feel like if you put too many calls to action that you'll confuse the person going to the blog post, which is absolutely totally true. However, at the bottom of a blog post, it doesn't hurt to have a free and a paid. And Mm -hmm. someone who's not quite sure is going to look at the fact that you put a free alongside the paid as gosh, she's really helpful. Like here, try my free thing. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. But also if I was looking to buy something or pay for a service and they offered free alongside of their paid, I would be more inclined to go ahead and do the paid as well because they're so confident that they put a free thing right next to it. Like it, it gives you some, that implied trust again. And so I think that that's totally okay. You don't want to put five Mm -hmm. or six in there clearly, Yes, (laughs) but I think a free and a paid one is super smart. And I haven't heard of anyone talking about that when it comes to blogging. So I appreciate that nugget. Um, Okay. Well, what three things have helped you to grow your business? This could be tools, advice, really anything. What are three things that you feel have really contributed to your growth in business? So I think for me, in terms of tools, it would probably be ClickUp. So um, I'm a very, (laughs) I love planning, but I'm, I I love like just being creative and having freedom to, to do things. So I always struggled. I used Trello. I tried Asana. I tried Monday. I think I tried every project management tool out there. But ClickUp, once I discovered it, was like such a game changer for me. So literally everything business related, even personal related, if I have an appointment or I need to like call and make an appointment, I will put it in ClickUp. 
Um, it's been a godsend for me getting everything done that I have to do. Um, with and my feeling 50. organized, but yes. still being able to be creative. I love that. Yeah. And I always say now that I, now that I've used it so well and have it like implemented into everything I do, I'm like, if, if it's not in ClickUp, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I have to add everything there. I think advice would probably be like self-acceptance, accept who you are, know that whatever your strengths are in business, you can use them to move your business forward. There's no one method that's going to work for everybody, which I think as an introvert was really huge for me because I I tried doing videos, I tried doing reels and it was exhausting and they didn't really result in anything. <laughs> so I think once I was like, okay, this isn't working for me. I need to focus in on what my strengths are and my strengths are SEO, writing and email. And once I went all in on that and let go of everything else, that's when my business really exploded, I feel like. Um, so I think accepting who you are, whether you're an introvert or whatever that that means, just own who you are. Just because especially as a service provider, people aren't always, they're not hiring you for your skills. They're hiring you for who you are and the attributes you have. Not necessarily, like skills can be learned. It's, it's yes. more about who you are as a person. So don't be afraid to showcase that and talk yourself up. And then I think the other thing is probably finding a community um, where you can feel like yourself, like you're surrounded by other entrepreneurs. Because um, I'll tell you, nobody in my personal life understands what I do. Um, <laughs> nobody. <laughs> oh my gosh. I get that so hard. <laughs> And I know as an introvert, it was hard for me to kind of find that space. Um, but once you do find find a space where you're, you feel comfortable, um, people get you, whether that's like a group program, a membership, a mastermind, whatever it is, um, just go all in on that and and be engaging and, and focus in on that because it's really going to help you in the long run. Um, yeah, I, I, my husband, anytime I'm like, tell... What do, what do you tell people that I do? He's like, I don't know. I tell people that you work on your computer. I don't know what you do. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess that's correct. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. It is so funny. I, I heard my, I have four kids, 32 down to 20. And I heard my youngest telling his friends something like, oh, my mom's working right now or something like that. And I'm assuming they said, what does she do? And he goes, I don't know. She's just always on camera with lights. <laughs> Okay. There's she's all is she a YouTuber? I don't know. <laughs> that could be a lot of things. I mean, it's crazy. Half the time I'm on there for my membership, right? I like I do two live calls a week, but it's um it's funny because he knows that if usually if my door is closed that he's supposed to be kind of quiet. But anyway, well, okay, so before we get to the gift that Tara has so generously shared with all of our listeners and watchers, tell everyone about the services that you provide in case anybody is thinking at this time, I really, that's, I like the information she's giving and I need her help. So I offer a VIP day for SEO. Um, so basically I'll go in and do all the keyword research, all the optimization, um, get your website optimized in a day. I think I'm going to break this out into two days because it's a like I can get lost in keyword research. So I may be changing it to a two day VIP experience um, where it's 
absolutely done for you. And then we continue monitoring the results over the next few months um, to make sure that things are, are working properly. And if any updates are needed, you'll also get um, a content plan. So I basically do the research for you, create a strategic content plan um, that you can then write, or you can hire me to write if you want to. <laughs> Um, but primarily I work with, um, my members in the introvertpreneur club. So we talk a lot about marketing that feels good. We talk a lot about mindset because that's a huge part of being an online business owner. I think I've dealt with every mindset issue, um, out there. <laughs> um, and then we really focus in on getting clarity around your business, your marketing, your messaging, um, and you're in a community full of other introverts. So we're not the, the biggest um, engagement, but we do have Voxer office hours um, twice per month, which I know the members really love as an introvert. They they don't always show up to the monthly calls, but they will always use Voxer office <laughs> yes. hours. Of course, Voxer makes it 10 times easier for introverts, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, tell everyone about the gift that you're sharing today. Yeah, so my gift, um, I actually, I have, there's quite a few. So I think it's a link to my everything page. So yes. that lists all of my freebies. And I, I said, I focus a lot on email marketing. So I have about, I think 10 um, free lead magnets. Um, the one that I would probably recommend for blogging, there's actually two. So the first one is my webinar, um, Marketing as an Introvert. It goes through the four marketing methods that I recommend for introverts. And that is email, blogging, Pinterest, and then social media, but in a less um, social media kind of way and more focusing on your content. Um, and then the second one is my SEO guide. So it's called Get Clients Coming to You. Basically, it's going to help you optimize your website, do keyword research, um, create a strategic plan for getting more traffic and clients coming to you through Google search. Awesome. And I will be putting all of Tara's ways of getting a hold of her, all the different platforms and, and her website and all that stuff down into the notes of this section. So thank you so much for your time today, your advice as well, because it was really valuable. And I just want to say to everyone, if you found some ideas, tips to implement in your business, I would love for you to leave a review for us. We're working on getting those reviews. Now, I definitely advise everyone to take this advice that you have heard from Tara, go download her free gift, but take action. Put some time on your calendar next week to take action on listening or watching this information so that you're actually growing your business and you're not just listening to education after education. Thank you so much. Thanks, Tara. Thank you. Thanks for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to subscribe to the show to be automatically notified for each episode. Visit the notes for the links mentioned in this episode and to connect with me. And as always, please take one tip from this episode and implement it in your business.